0: Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 153, all up in your ass, hit them with that theme music. So I gotta walk, got the chalk, got the draw, outlines for these ladies I'm about to slay. Got my cape on, with some napalm, shots your days gone, then the game's on, what you play, huh? Hard to get, i the be wet for all that dry hate, looking my way, while your eyes say, you and I may. Get off like a right lane, but I might strain, pull up lame the blame with a migraine. What the fuck is up, homies? I'm going back to back on that ass Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank. I'm here rocking with the future quadruple champ, uh, Moody Hank, the Whiskey Sick podcast, mascot, German Shepherd extraordinaire. She's rocking. She's executive producing the show today. Um, Welcome to to episode number two on podcast, I mean uh, on YouTube. I'm Blaze. you already know how I be This episode, uh, I should get the sponsors out of the way This episode is brought to you by Gorilla Glue Sativa Gorilla Glue The Sativa Strain uh, uh, Your homie is, is is bake like ziti uh, Bake like cupcakes Bake like Betty Crocker I'm fucking stoned up Willie Stoned like a lady in the Middle East You know what I mean, you know what I mean Anyway, let me move right on um, I've been here for a minute Don't think this is just the second episode of the podcast. I've been here for a hundred, and this is the 153rd episode of the Whiskey Sit Podcast. Been slapping you since 2017. We've been here. uh, uh, I finally got an iPhone. I came coming on up, coming on up. I came up from the east side and got myself an iPhone 13. Got myself an iPhone 13. It changed the whole fucking game. My, old, my computer is old as shit. So I couldn't record with my computer because it's like from 2010. Like I can't even upgrade it anymore. The shit's so old. And I probably just barely paid this off. You know, I had it on the fucking $10 a month payment plan at Best Buy. Uh, on, the, on the 12 year fucking payment plan, I finally paid it off. So it's, it, 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 you know, I'm not ready to get a new one. I just paid the motherfucker off. Now I'm going to get into a, a, a new commitment. Um, so the iPhone, the trials and tribulations I went through. Um, I, You know, I, I watch YouTube videos all day. I watch, uh, you know, Fight Podcast, uh, Florian, Anik, Anik and Florian Podcast. If you don't watch that shit, by the way, and you into MMA, other than this, uh, this show, you know, slapping you upside the head with some MMA shit, that's the best fucking podcast for MMA. Uh, Josh Thompson and, uh, what's their one called? Josh Thompson and uh, Big John McCarthy have a dope-ass podcast, too. I watch that shit, too. I watch book reviews, as you can see. A homie reads. A homie reads got Stephen King right here. This isn't even close to the Stephen King homies. Maybe one day I'll get into to, to the book shit because I've not only do I have, but I've read every single Stephen King every ever ever written. I, I, I all seventy something of them. I've read them all. Uh, got the classics. We got Dune up here. We got the read all the Dunes. I'm I'm not new to this Dune shit. The Benny Gesserit. the Atreides. True story, I tried to name the triple champ, the quadruple champ, Atreides. For better or for worse, the homie was trying to talk his old lady into, into naming our firstborn Atreides. I thought it was a dope-ass name, but she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. She didn't know she couldn't pronounce it. She was acting like Atreides. She couldn't, she couldn't pronounce Atreides. She didn't know Paul Atreides did fucking Atreides. Sha the Sandworms, the Spice motherfucking Melange, she didn't know none of that. So I actually got her to, to read Dune last summer because the movie was coming out and I told her, listen, you gotta read this shit. And it's not an easy read. It, it, you, you'd never read anything like Dune. This is one of the smartest fucking books. This shit'll blow your goddamn mind. You're like, this dude is just smart, Frank Herbert. This dude's just, well, he's, he's not, no longer here, unfortunately. But I've read all six of the books that he wrote, um, so I got the old lady to watch that shit. I mean, to read the book, and she loved it. It's like one of her favorite things ever. So when it came down to the, to the movie that came out just recently, shit was dope. Fire, fire, one of the best movies I've seen. I, I'm not a movie dude, so I don't watch a ton of movies and shit like that. Um, but this shit, you know, you ask me, what's your favorite movie, uh, uh, Gecko? Eight Mile is what it is you ain't gonna get no fucking I, I don't know some, some artsy shit you ain't getting Godfather or whatever the fuck um then probably Saving Private Ryan and then probably fucking Doom fucking Doom um so maybe I'll get into all that I don't know where the fuck I was going with any of that um did I give the sponsorship? Today's sponsor. The episode is sponsored by uh, Gorilla Glue. Uh, a nice sativa, old school OG, been around for a while. Strain that's been around for a long time. Everybody smoked the uh, uh, Gorilla Glue. Oldie and a goodie, um, Got my hands on. I still. I had leftovers actually. So I found. Y'all ever find a, a, a little? Uh, like the little your little bud containers. You know, I just kind of toss them around. I never really throw them away. I just have them everywhere. These empty containers. Every once in a while you find one and there's a little little motherfucking nug left in there. And it's like fucking Christmas. It's like the greatest day ever. I found a fucking nug of Gorilla Glue. Now this shit's probably like six months old. I don't give a fuck. I'm blazed. You see me bake like ziti. Uh, I don't know where the fuck. Oh, yeah, the trials and tribulations. So I got to... uh, uh, a massive respect for everybody who YouTubes, who puts videos up on here, because it was a fucking, it was a motherfucking fight, homies. It was a goddamn struggle. This was a five round, uh, a drag out, knockout, fucking scrap for me to get this mother first fucking episode on YouTube. I mean, I had to upload this shit. It took me twenty four hours to down. I kept uploading this thing, and then at processing, it would get to processing. It would take three, four hours. So the first two times, let me get really into this shit. The first two times I just tried to upload the motherfucker, right? And it took four hours each time. One was like three and a half hours, one was like four hours. And then it finally uploaded and it would get to the processing. And it would stay stuck on zero percent for hours. The second time I let it go for four hours. So I fucking erased it and I would start over, erased it, and then I learned, hey, maybe I should compress it because this is 4K all up in your motherfucking ass. If I got up in there like I like I like I was, like I, was, like I was, you want me to get up in there. You want the real experience. You, you see the nose hairs. You see all, all the kind of grimy shit I got going on. Um, so it's a, a big ass video to upload. So I thought maybe I should learn how to compress it or something. Maybe there's something going on. I got something, I, got, I could think a little bit. Sure enough, I compressed it to half the size. Got a little compressor app. Compressed that shit. Uploaded it in half the time, but it sat on, it sat on processing again. Processing, 0%. All fucking day. Hit up the homie. Uh, has a, has a, a podcast, crypto podcast. What up, Rodney? Probably get him up on. He's going to be on here. You're going to see Rodney. You're going to see Rodney. You're going to see his, you know, he's got a dope crypto. Fuck, I wish I knew the name of it. I hit you. I'm sorry, Rodney. I will, I'll know it for the next one because I watch your videos saitama and all this shit i don't know what the fuck you guys are way out there on this fucking these dudes are wild on this crypto watch crypto youtube these motherfuckers are wild um so i hit him up he said you just gotta leave it on processing because every once in a while it goes from zero to 95 to done in like a blink out of nowhere and sure enough like the fifth time i tried to upload this shit it was on zero for like an hour and a half and then the next thing i looked over and it was loaded and then I had to try to put this shit, because this shit is also, I, I, I extract the audio, audio I figured out how to extract the audio on my iPhone, YouTube videos, and then I extracted the audio, and now I finally, it took me forever, it took me, you know, it was already after the fight, so the pics were already in, the you know results were already in, but I finally got the podcast up, uh, audio only, extracted the audio from the video, put that shit up, so now I had the cast and the video, so I think I got all the motherfucking bumps, ironed out this week i'm hoping you know i'm sure i'll run into some new shit but i think i figured it all out ether that shit that make your soul burn slow dang diddy dang daddy or dang dummy oh i get it you're biggie and he's puffy oh all right or something like that uh let's get into this shit what do we got today we got fight talk lots of fight talk picks last week uh don't know what the fuck i was doing picking volkov very disappointed in myself for that pick uh no idea why I picked Volkov. Still went 7 and 5. Still went 7 to 5. Got off to a rough start and then ran it. I was I was 4 and 0 oh on, on the main card or, or 5 and 0 oh on the main card and then I lost the main event. So I was 5 and 1 on the main card, but I was like 2 and 4 on the undercards. Um overall this uh this um so far on the cards I was 34. So now I'm like 39 and uh, no, I'm 69 and 39. I I don't know what the fuck. I'm still I'm 32 fights over five hundred since the first card in January. So we keeping track, fully keeping track here. Um so I went seven and five on this card. Um We'll get into that. We've got some NFL shit. Jorge and Colby getting into Scrizzy scraps. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Uh you got this swimmer, you know, uh Lady uh you know, you, you got her over here ca- causing a ruckus. Um, you got Zion making some news yesterday. He's having dunk contests but somehow can't play a single fucking game this year for my Pelicans. Uh, and then we got a fight card this week. You know, uh, we got one and then we have a week off next week. But we got, what do we got? I already did Docus last week. Listen, I'm going to do another because last week, remember, I was so stoned. I broke down Docus versus Blades. And then realized they weren't even fighting last week. And so I'm gonna break it down again a little bit here. I'll, I'll be quicker this time, uh, but I think I'm changing my pick. I picked blades last week, and now I've been marina- marinating on it for a little while. I'm just, I, do you trust Curtis Blades? I don't know. So we can get into that shit. We, you know, Kobe um, and Jorge, we can start there you know, ease our way into this fight talk shit uh supposedly they got into a scrap a couple nights ago at, at a actually it doesn't even now it doesn't even sound like a scrap You know, run up sucker punching uh you know that's not a scrap so apparently um jorge showed up at a at a restaurant or something where Col- where Kobe uh, where was eating and you know the, i guess when Kobe was leaving jorge ran up on him i read something yesterday from somebody uh, i don't even know where uh could be complete fake news you know what i mean but it said that jorge had a mask and a hoodie on i don't know what kind of mask like a face mask like a covid mask maybe and a hoodie on or a hood. i don't i don't know that he and then he just ran up on him and like socked him up started saying hey dude, don't talk about my family this is what happened to it when you talk about my family or something i think kobe i think what this came back on is that kobe called jorge a deadbeat dad i couldn't find anything else that's you know where he said anything about jorge's kids or anything like that because that's you know you catch catching whoopings you get you you got to you got to throw hands if a man is talking about your kids it doesn't matter if it's francis and ganu to save face you at least got to throw a, black them black him once and run you got to sucker punch him i get it you know if you at that kind of the only time you can sucker punch is when you're at that kind of a size disadvantage you know it's up you know francis and ganu's talking shit about your kids you got to fucking you gotta say look over there and fucking bop and get the fuck out of here and then run run you gotta do something like that i get it you know desperate times call call for desperate ass measures but colby i mean i mean jorge you you just fought this dude you had 25 minutes to get these fucking shots in and and the stand-up was mostly colby for that fight there was the one check like left hook that jorge you know stumbled colby would that was like it that was all he did that was really all he did he never let his hands go he didn't look like he was in good shape um got me thinking because i I saw some people like calling this a street fight and shit first of all it's not a fucking street fight i mean this is a street fight um but they were comparing it to like you know jorge's a, a you know a better street fighter than a ufc fighter and all this and um they were calling his his early fights i was seeing this on twitter um the backyard shit street fights those aren't really street fights those those are just you know uh those have rules you're still agreeing to a set of terms a set of rules in that kind of setting where jorge was fighting a homie when he had the long hair and he was fighting that other dude in the backyard i think they had a, a i think they fought twice but though, you know, that's more of a control. Just because you're in somebody's backyard, it's not really a street fight. It's not any any anything goes. It's not like play for keeps. Street fight. You know, they, they stop the fights. So they get them back to their feet. You know, there's there's gentleman rules in that. You in a street fight? There's no fucking. You bite a motherfuckers nuts off if you got to. If it if it comes down to that. If it comes down to that, you gotta bite. You gotta bite nuts. You gotta fucking. You got to oil check the booty hole. You got to do whatever the fuck you got to do to get out of there. You got to go. You got to fist the booty hole. Whatever the fuck you got to do, you got to do it. So that those weren't street fights first of all. So, you know, you know, this was this would be a true street fight. You know, Jorge could be like the greatest street fighter of all time and a mediocre UFC fighter because there's a huge difference. Rules number 1, you know, street fights are more primal, more savage. I mean, you could be super you could be you could have the animosity of uh, of McGregor versus Khabib, right? Those two hated each other. You could have you could have that kind of animosity, and it's still it's not nearly as primal as savage as a street fight because there's still there's so much control there's there's control around you. It's not chaos. It's not not you know it's controlled violence. There's still rules. There's still things you can and can't do. Um, so it, it's a little different, and you know that no matter what. Chances are you're gonna walk out of it. You get you eat you eat a nasty fucking. You eat a sucker punch. You get you get clipped in a street fight and hit that concrete. You there. You might not. You get slept like that. You might not wake up. You know what I mean. Um, and Jorge, you know Jorge prefer, prefers a street fight. You know, like in the in the, in the uh, uh, Leon Edwards situation. Because it's a it's a sprint. A street fight is a sprint. You know that it's, you know it's only a matter of seconds before somebody breaks that shit up. It's rare that a street fight's gonna go, you know, even a minute. You know, so it's just a sprint to the finish line. And the first person, Tupac shit, first the bomb, first the bomb is usually gonna win. Be first, be often. That's how you want. Fuck Dust, Dale Brown, whatever his name is, with the with the Detroit urban survival tactics, whatever. You want street fight survival, be first, be often. That's it. Throw hands and don't stop throwing hands till they look like uh, fucking uh, Luana Carolina did after that spinning back, Molly uh, McCann spinning back elbow. Don't stop. The person who gets off first, I guarantee, is most often going to win in a street fight. Uh, and, and you know it's only a matter of time till it gets you know, broken up, so you can, you can empty the gas tank right away. You don't have to worry about another round. You don't have to worry about a second minute. So in, in that sense, you know, street fighting is right up Jorge Masvidal's. You know, if, he w- if there was, you know, literally we were just setting up like UFC scraps, but in street fighting uh, uh, scenarios, he might pro- he'd probably be the champion. If you got Usman at a, at, at a fucking, you know, you know, Exxon Mobile, you know, while they're filling up, you know, their gas tanks or some shit like that, he might beat them, Catch at the at the Chuck E. Cheese or some shit like that. You never know. You know, playing skeetball or some shit, and they just throw down right there. He might get himself, he might get him a, a, a Chumayev scalp in a situation like that. But uh, if the sucker punching shit uh, is true, I love Jorge Masvidal, first of all. I, I go back in this shit. I, I go back in this fight shit. I've been a fan. What's unique about the USC and, and MMA in general for me... Is that I've been able to follow it basically since the beginning so I know the entire history uh, of uh, definitely the UFC you know Pride Elite XC back in the day Strike Force Bulldog fight where I first saw Masvidal uh, you know Ryzen there's one FC now I mean I, I got it all you know I've been I've been there like my dad is old enough to basically have seen every single year of the Dallas Cowboys they were they, they were became a franchise in the 60s so he's basically seen he was born in the 50s, so maybe a couple of the early years he, don't, he, he wasn't really familiar with. But for the most part, just like me, I, I, wasn't, really, I wasn't watching the UFC in 93. I got into the UFC um, in the middle of high school. And I so like the late 90s, the late 90s, aging myself, homies. But we used to rent the DVDs and then go and try to do arm bars on each other in the fucking in the front yard and shit, triangle chokes. Um... And then from, from that, that point on, LimeWire days, I used, to, I used to just download all the fights, like a week after they would go down, because I, wouldn't, I, you know, I didn't have pay-per-view or any way to fucking buy these things. And so I would watch them after the fact, and I would start doing that with Pride. I would watch Pride events. I remember one time, the first Pride event I ever stayed up and watched was whenever, it was like a, a fir- very first streaming sites. When you first had these illegal streaming sites pop up, they were so hard to get to work, and they uh, and they would break up all the time. They would hardly ever work. But I saw one at like, it was like two and three in the morning. Uh, I can't remember who the fuck it was. I can't remember who the fuck it was. But I stayed up and watched a Pride fight on that. But I used to download all the Prides on, on LimeWire, BearShare, uh, Napster, all that shit. But my shit was LimeWire. Uh, and if you 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 youngsters out there don't know about LimeWire. <clears throat> There's nothing shadier than file sharing uh, back in the day. You would you would you would try to download like the Eminem, the new Eminem music video or the new Eminem album and you would click on it and it would be some fucking shit. Some shit that would get the feds knocking on your motherfucking door, but it would be la- labeled Eminem new single, uh, you know, fucking Without Me or whatever. And you click on it and would be some fucking feds throwing tear gas in the motherfucking house repelling from the rule fucking get down on the fucking ground get down on the fucking ground shit You know what i mean you're like whoa shit and you're fucking throwing this shit away uh you get random shit uh bestiality shit random shit in 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 disguise as some other shit you old you old heads know what i'm talking about so you download a pride video and you get fucking four hours of, of, of Mr. Hands getting fucked in his ass, you know, like the behind the scenes, the takes and shit, the, 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 the shit left on the cutting room floor, you know, you're getting all that shit, shit you don't want. I have seen the original Mr. Hands video because of that shit. Oh, fucker got fucked in his ass, he got impaled in his ass, you know who Mr. Hands is, go Google that shit. The, the spotters just let go. He's like, "What the fuck? I Can't handle it no more." And fuck. You know what I mean? You don't want to go out like that. Uh, but that's how I got into all this shit. So I used—I've literally seen—and uh, since like UFC, it was like UFC 50, it might have been 51, 52. It was—they uh, had USA versus Canada. They had BJ Penn versus George St. Pierre main event—the first time they fought. Great fight, a lot of people said PJ, uh, BJ won, very close fight, I thought G- uh, GSP won, but since that that card, I've pretty much seen every single card live, you know, I've watched them, I haven't missed a single fucking one, uh, so that's where the fuck I come from and all this shit, um, I don't know where the fuck, listen, I, I go on tangents, you know, uh, I-, I can't be stopped, just let me go, just let me go, let me bang, let me bang bro, just let me bang. Clean the cup this time. It's still, you know, filthy. I, I didn't know, know Don't know if you guys noticed uh, last week. A filthy ass cup. I drink so much coffee, and I drink my shit. I want this. I want to chew this shit. I want. I want like motor oil in this bitch. No cream. No nothing. Straight black. That's how the fuck I want that shit. And it just, it, you know, it destroys the cup. So I just leave it. It's like it's like uh, leaving the grease on a, a cast iron skillet. You know, it just adds to the flavor. You know what I mean? Anyways, so Kobe, if, if you know if, if the if the sucker punch and shit is that, you know it hurts me to say that because oh yeah that's where I was going I've been watching I've been watching Jorge since been watching Jorge uh, when he got caught in a flying triangle uh, you know by Toby Amada back in the day that was the submission of the year that year that was a long time ago um, for a long time when he first when he first came to the UFC me and my homie t we we were to this you know uh, Jorge for a long time we're like this is one of the best fighters. In the world that's not in the UFC, he was uh, to me he was like Gilbert Melendez back in the day, uh, uh, Alvarez before he came back in the day, uh, Gaethje even that type of dude, and nobody's been robbed. Go watch some of those early uh, Masvidal fights in the UFC, especially when he was at 155. The the uh, Al Ayquina fight, robberies, robberies. This motherfucker was getting robbed like 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 Bobby Green gets robbed, like Angela Hill gets robbed. You know th- those are the three most robbed motherfuckers. Maybe not so much in the second half of his career when when Masvidal became a you know bigger household name, um. But it, you know that was that was dope seeing Jorge Masvidal finally in the UFC. That was big for me and the homies that have been watching him for so long. We're like, this dude can be the champ, you know. And he's had his chance. You know, he's not going to be that level now, uh. You know, but if if the sucker punching shit is true, man, fuck, you can't do that shit. You can't do that shit unless it unless you're on some straight. Cain Velasquez situation, yeah, you can duff that motherfucker out from behind, right? If you're going out like that, for sure. There, there's only very few, but in, a, in, in, in this kind of situation, square up with the man if you want to scrap him. Square up with him. You can't come up there and just start swinging on a motherfucker, you know? So he's facing, you know, Kobe just to fuck with Masvidal. You, he don't give a fuck if you call him a bitch, what the fuck you do. He's gonna press these charges. Watch him. He's facing like felony charges, Jorge. And he'll press them. Just to fuck with you, homie. Now they'll be saying Leon didn't press no charges. No, Leon didn't press no charges. Um. But they didn't have the beef like this. This is a different type of beef. This is real beef, homies. This is the real, real beef. And these homies used to sleep next to each other. Probably shared a motherfucking bed. They don't want to tell. They don't want to talk about that shit. You motherfuckers, you seen that part? Of that that apartment they were kicking it in. You know they were sharing a bed, or a fucking sleeping bag or some shit. That's the only way you could be this mad is if there was there was there was more than just we were homies going on. There's got to be some under. Scratch the surface. Get underneath this shit. There's got to be more to it. I'm just saying, listen. I'm just throwing shit out there. Conspiracy theories, homies. Follow the science. Anyways. So let me get this. I got the uh, computer down here. Um, let's see what we got. Let's see what, what we had last week. So we had Aspinall versus Volkov. Let's just get right into fight talk. Um, that, that That's exactly how I saw... You know, I just... Why I didn't pick Aspinall. I just and and it still remains. Even after this fight, I still have my questions about Aspinall because I I haven't seen him in a fucking scrap. I haven't seen him have to get into the He's gone, if you look at his two fights that he's lost, those were the only two those were two out of the three fights in his career that went to the second round. And the second one only went like twenty-six seconds or some shit. It was less like it was like 30 seconds into the second round against Arlovsky. And he was starting to get pieced up in that fight, and that's what kind of gave me cause to pause on on Tom Aspinall, was that second half of the first round against Andre Arlovsky. That worried me. He was starting to get pieced up by Arlovsky. Arlovsky was landing that right hand through his guard through that, that that he doesn't really commit to the full Philly shell, it's just kind of like a, a, a kind of a shoulder roll type thing. Um, <clears throat> But early in the first round, you see how he is. His hand speed is unreal. It's unreal. You don't even see him throwing. I mean, these guys, every single person he fights, they don't even have time to cover up because they're not seeing the punches coming. And then you're like, oh, shit. And now it's reaction. No matter how well-trained a fighter you are, when you're getting hit like that, when you're not even seeing it, it's just fireworks. It's just like, you know, it's, it's just fucking flashbangs going off in your head and you don't know where the fuck it is. It's crazy. So he overwhelms with that speed in the first in, in, in the first uh. You know first couple minutes first round and and what happens when he gets to the second round and he doesn't get you out of there what happens in the third round when he gets into these five round fights now that he's doing main event he i don't see him in anything other than main events now these five what if somebody's able to get past that we still don't know like does he have the dog in him can he dig what kind of cardio does this motherfucker can he does he have that hand speed in the third round i don't know you uh <clears throat> who can't he beat uh I think he can be anybody uh, at heavyweight right now. But I also think, let me adjust this and move this shit out of the way. I also think, um, you know, like Gon, you're looking at, they got a real similar style on the feet. Gon uses a lot more kicks, um, switches stance more, um, Aspinall has the better hands, better boxing combinations, Gon's more of a one, one twos type of dude. Aspinall can string combinations together um, better, but he's more of just hands on the on, on the uh, when it comes to oh, fucking pop ups and shit. Uh, when it when it comes to the striking, but they have that bouncy in and out kind of thing. The ground game, listen, I would I would have you know um, up until this Ngano fight, I thought that you know Gon had a pretty solid game, and it turns out he has a pretty solid top game, but we don't know much about. We saw his bottom game. You know, uh, he had none. He couldn't get back to his feet against Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou wasn't over there doing anything crazy technical. He's just using his weight and his strength to hold him down. You know, he, so the techniques weren't there. That fight IQ scared me again. You know, with uh, with Gon Gon gets that fight. It's 2-2 two, two going into that fifth round against Ngannou. He ends up on top position to start the fifth round. What does he do? He goes for an ankle lock for a fucking heel hook. And then, end, and then ends up on the bottom and then ends the, the fight on the bottom and loses the fuck he literally gave the whole fucking fight away all he had to do was maintain that position he's the, he's the champion right now so there's a lot of issues with Ghan um, I don't think I think Ghan is probably the only one that Aspinall can't just overwhelm like that I think he could do that to Stipe even in Ghanu I think the hand speed is too much and he can press in Ghanu up against the fence and get that takedown right away that kimura that he looks for against the cage i mean you got to be prepared for that he, i thought he was going to finish volkov with that shit. uh that it, of of all the you know submissions and shit um the one you don't want to get caught in is a motherfucking kimura you won't be at you can't wipe your especially if you're wiping hand you you try wiping i the next time you take a shit try wiping southpaw go ahead do it you're, fucking, you're gonna be fucking finger in your asshole Finger's gonna be too much pressure. You're gonna fucking break through and fucking oil check your motherfucking self. It's gonna be awkward. It's not gonna be efficient. You're gonna end up with streaks in your motherfucking chonies. You don't want to get that shoulder injury. You injury ain't, you ain't gonna be wiping for months. You're gonna have to get a bidet. You're gonna have to get on Amazon. Hopefully they have you know same day delivery. You're gonna pay an extra. You know who knows how for a fucking bidet. You're gonna pay an extra. You know, 20 bucks on top of that shit just to get it on the same day. So you don't miss the duty. You don't want to get caught in those Kimuras. And he's got a nasty Kimura. Motherfuckers that go for Kimuras are like guillotines to me. When it comes to like... Guillotines are the easiest chokes to catch people in. Easiest chokes. And, and I think like when it comes to joint manipulation, I think the fucking Kimura is always there. Like the guillotine is always there. You know, it takes some skill and, you know, some dudes are better than others. And if you have a great squeeze, then, you know, you can get away with a lot more. Uh, The same thing is with those Kimuras, especially if you're a strong dude like Tom Asperol. My shoulders are shot to shit from years of kickboxing. I blew this one out in a a sparring. Uh, Never been the same since. It's got all sorts. I need some surgery on this shit, but for over like 12, 13 years now. You get this motherfucker and bend this guy back a little bit. I'm done. You get this one, you bend it. It's over. A lot of people, especially bigger dudes, they have they don't have much flexibility in the shoulders. So those shoulder locks are nasty. Um, so this dude, the, uh, and like we see him with Curtis Blades this week, um, you know, another guy with a great top game, but has lack submissions. He doesn't have the great submissions. If you taught Blades a fucking Kimura like that, if you taught Blades uh you know a head and arm choke if you taught him a uh, um, fucking uh, you know anything if you taught him some good submissions from the top position he'd be so much more deadly and this is what i got to thinking about with the Darkus fight which we'll get into it's like you know Docus is a black belt let me get back to that. let me get back. I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself we'll get into that let's let's recap this other one so uh you know aspinall let's see who else do we have so aspinall you know a very highly disappointed in volkov i thought volkov would at least be able to to survive into the second third round and, and you know I thought he his striking is a little better and you'd have to think it's better than than uh Arlovsky's at this point but it's not I mean this dude this motherfucker came out there with that you know that 10 to 13 day fucking economy shipping from fucking India hand speed I mean this motherfucker was throwing like I, I mean I don't even know what to fucking say it was like Sloth fucking speed. He was, in, he was in straight slow-mo. I was like, what the fuck happened here? Usually Volkov's got nice, you know, he's got short, long punches. Like, I mean, like, they're long punches, but they're short because they're so straight. They get to the target quicker. There's no There's no roundness to it. There's no, you know, go straight to the target. You know, and he's like, boom, doom He's got, you know, he's sneaky with those punches down the pipe. And, and to beat Tom Aspinall, you beat him down the pipe. You, be, you beat him uh, with that janky thing right down the pipe. When he squared up on you, beat him between the shoulders. And I thought, you know, that would cause him some problems if Volkov could get into the later rounds. And he just fucking could and He just got smoked. And, and right off the bat, he was like, right off. The first fucking one-two that Tom Aspinall threw, it, I, I was in here like, oh shit. You know, I was secondhand slipping. I was like, oh my, oh, my goodness. Covering up. Homie's throwing fucking. Darts. You don't see these motherfuckers coming, man. They're so fast. I was like, it's over. Right, right then and there, I was like, I'm taking an L on this one. I took a chance. and I couldn't even believe it. And who did I bet on? I can't remember who I bet on. I won. I won. Oh, uh, uh, uh Paul Craig. I bet on Paul Craig. I put a twenty on Paul Craig. I told y'all. Now I didn't pick him to win. So I was kind of right on that. Let's get into this. Let's get into this, you know, just a little recap real quick. I don't know if I'm going to get into the, to the, to the Zion shit and the swimmer shit. And, the, you know, I got some thoughts on that shit and some more of the cowboy shit. We might just might just be all fights today because I'm already at 33 minutes. I don't want to waste your time. We will come back I and mean, we can do this whenever. However, um, Arnold Allen, you know, fucking Dan Hooker. I told you all about Arnold Allen, this motherfucker. I, I I, picked him to win this fight. Uh, that left hand is just nasty, he just over and over again. And striking, I don't even think is his, is, his, is his, you know, number one threat as a fighter. He's got great ground game. He's got great takedowns. I thought this fight would be, um, I thought it would be a lot closer. I thought it would be a decision, number one. But I thought it would come down to, you know, Arnold Allen being the guy who was going to get a takedown or two that would be able to you know edge out this fight. Um, what he did to Dan Hooker was crazy. I mean, he was just left hand after left hand. I told y'all, he didn't even bust out the head kick. He was throwing that knee. He just overwhelmed. It, it, that's the thing about you know uh, when you get overwhelmed right out the beginning like that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard when you get stung and then they just keep coming and they just don't give you. I mean, what do you? There's not much you can do. You know, it's just all downhill from there. You just have to hope to survive. One thing that was, you know, uh, Hooker just kept a a, a rookie mistake, a white belt mistake, is just backing straight up. He's taking shots and he's just retreating back, straight, straight back. Now, it's easy for me to say because I'm not getting blasted in the fucking head. Uh, You know, there aren't you know bombs going off in my head like they were for him. I get it. I've been there. I've been there. I uh, I know how it goes. Uh, But you got to circle out. You gotta circle out. You gotta make them readjust their feet. You can't just let them follow you and keep throwing left hands, keep throwing left hands, keep throwing left hands. If you back up, back up, back up, they're just gonna keep following you. That's why they say circle out because if you circle's that way. Now I gotta stop, adjust my feet, and re-engage. Stop, re-engage. He can't just keep you know flowing punches together and shoe shining your motherfucking face. So you gotta circle out, circle out. As soon as you take that, you gotta get out get out to the side he can't back straight up and he kept backing straight up and keep eating left hands and it was just a matter of time till he crumbled man and i, I like dan hooker <clears throat> so it was kind of rough watching him go out like that but this dude this dude uh arnold allen i was telling you this dude's a nasty motherfucker undercover nasty motherfucker he looked like an actual undercover fed he looked like that's how undercover this more. he's not no more his fucking undercover shit's blown he ain't no fed no more they had to you, you know pay him his fucking you know, Severance pay, because he ain't sneaking up on nobody no more. Um, so, big win for him. Definitely a title challenger. Definitely, definitely a title challenger. You know, who did he call it? Cater? Hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. I don't know who wins that fight. Paddy Pimblett, Kazulu Vargas. You know, Paddy Pimblet's is just, I told y'all, I still, you know, it was. that was the exact same fight. That was, the, you know, Vargas was just another Benjaminian. I mean, they're almost the exact same style. It's crazy how they got the same dude. Uh, to fight Patty Pimblet, You know. Uh, Ilya Teporia knocks knocks a motherfucker dead. Jai Herbert out dead. Just minutes before that shit. Calls this dude a little blonde bitch. Calls him out in his hometown. In his own pad. Homie came up there with the muddy boots. Stomped him on his motherfucking couch. Fuck your couch. You blonde bitch. I'm gonna fuck you up. In his own pad. He straight cucked. Let's be real. He cucked Patty Pimblet. Smashing out his Betty Patty Pimblets in the fucking corner, no recess lighting, lighting, just chilling. Fucking rubbing that taffy out, while Ilio taporia is just fucking clapping cheeks, standing O. He straight cucked. Pa- I've not seen a a a, a public cucking like that in a lot long- He straight called him a blonde bitch. Patty Pimblet wins his fight and just. You saw his stand-up, homie. There's no head movement. There's no slipping. It's just eating punches. But when it came to Ilya Taporia's call, he sure was slipping and ducking real quick, wasn't he? He ducked the motherfucking shit out of that, talking about, basically, I want to fight some more cans. That's what he was talking to me. He's on that, that Sugar Sean O'Malley shit. I want to fight cans using, uh, you know, when when I get paid more, uh, okay, I get, get it. Uh, you know, you're going to hide behind that for a little while. I, okay, whatever, uh, you know. People will watch him fight, but listen, he's got big holes, massive holes, especially on his feet. He's got massive holes from his back, his takedown defense. He's good from the top position. If you get your back, it's over. But he's very limited skills, man. I think he's got very limited skills. He's got championship shit. Ilya Taporia would smash him. I told you all last week. And you saw how small Ilya Taporia. I was not uh, expecting how small uh, Ilya Taporia was. Against Jai Herbert, Jai Herbert was way bigger. He's uh, truly Ilya Teporia is a 145. Or look, like he might even be able to make 135. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but it, Ilya Teporia, you know, goes out there. Jai Herbert's putting on him on in that first round. I was like, holy shit! And this was when I'd just gone two and four on the prelims So I'm like, oh, this fucking card's blown up in my face. Uh, Ilya Teporia is gonna lose to Jai Herbert, really? and get knocked the fuck out, oh, it's over, you know, like, throw the whole fucking, make an ass nap out of the picks, we ass asked, we, we asked napkinning the fucking picks, but he came back in that second round and did what he does, he sets it up with that liver shot, it's the, it, I love that combination, homie, that's my favorite combination, I do that shit, when I'm out in the Thunderdome fucking hitting, hitting bags and shit, uh, I can't remember if he threw the one, two liver shot and then comes over. The th- actually, he throws a liver shot and then comes over with the, uh, with the overhand. It's nasty. He, he, this is the two fights in a row I think he's finished with that combination. Uh, he goes to the liver and then he comes over the top. And he lands that liver shot every fucking time, man. That's, it's so nasty. But the key to landing the liver shot is not to lead with the liver shot. When you lead with the liver shot, you're wide, wide open. It's a, bad, it's a bad habit. Unless you got the hand speed. If you're really slipping, if you slip really nice into it and then come, but a lot of times you just see people reach for it like this. They just reach for it and they're not tucking in first. They're not turning, torquing into it. Um, me, jab into it, you know, nice, boom, you're right into it. One, two, and now you're right into it. That's the best way to do. It. Hide the liver punch and then always, like an uppercut, when you land that uppercut, when do you do it, knock the head up, knock it down. Always follow it with a hook. Uppercut, hook, classic combination. Liver shot, overhand liver shot overhand he's knocking motherfuckers dead dead he saw that shit patty saw that shit you know patty saw that shit you saw what in just the opening seconds with kazula vargas landed a couple shots on him and it was like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh what do you think what do you think this dude's gonna do especially when he gets on top he ain't patty pimblet ain't gonna do that to Ilya tapori on the ground so you saw patty pimblet uh, 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 turn into Floyd Mayweather, full, Philly and real fucking quick when it came to, du- when it came to fucking ducking that motherfucking Ilya Teporia cucking that he fucking threw at him. It was, it was, it it was kind of embarrassing, yo. I mean, you at least gotta talk tough, right? You at least gotta pretend you want that shit and then just, like, duck the fuck out of it in private, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, hire me, Patty. I'll tell you how to navigate through this shit. Uh, I'll be your manager, homeboy. Um gunner nelson did what gunner nelson you know i don't I, did he decision that yeah it was a decision that was kind of dis, uh disappointing i thought he, he he definitely should have dominated that fight you got a submission win on that but whatever it's good to see gunny back um molly mccann my goodness my goodness um uh, i slept on her listen i i i i i made fun of her because i said uh of that fight that particular fight because i said Krylov versus fucking Paul Craig should have been on the main card I you know I still stand by it listen I was kind of right and kind of wrong about that Paul Craig fight I went back and forth on that shit for a long time and I put my money I did the win-win I picked Krylov and I bet on I got him at plus 160 I think plus, plus yeah plus 160 I got Paul Craig at I thought it would steal I told y'all if this fight ends it's going to be a submission for Craig. And I thought, it, you know, I didn't know if, if, if Krylov could finish Paul Craig. But actually watching, watching the first round, I mean, this motherfucker, uh, Nikita Krylov, you know, broke into a dub factory and managed to steal an L somehow. I mean, he was, he was dominating. And I was like, oh, I'm winning this one. I, I, this is kind of what I thought Krylov could do to him because sometimes you see this from Paul Craig. He'll take these beatings like he did against uh, Ankoliyev. But then out of nowhere, he just throws up that fucking triangle and it's a fucking wrap. Krylov, man. This dude, I know he's been subbed five times now, six times in his career. And has been susceptible to getting subbed. But he's a fucking good grappler. Go watch him fight Glover Teixeira. That, you want a fucking dope fight? Go Yeah, go watch Nikhila Krylov versus Glover Teixeira. Maybe I told you last week. Uh, Fucking dudes can grapple. Dude can grapple. Uh, He was landing some heavy ground up. For a second there, for literally a second, it looked like paul craig was out he was like laying he was like this straight up on the mat not even moving for like a second and then another fist came down and it like brought him back or some shit he was getting bombed on and then he throws up this fucking triangle and it's over it's fucking over crazy and i'm like fucking just dope you know made a couple bucks not a lot you know I'm i'm a i'm a i'm a bargain gambler i'm a i'm a fucking budget gambler but 10s 20s that's it i never bet more than 20. usually i'll take a 20 split it you know make two bets or i'll just pet, bet 10 bucks you know on, on i like to bet on dogs i don't like to do the whole you know does it go every once in a while I'll do like a decision thing if i think you know a fight might go to a decision and, and people are thinking it's going to in the odds favor or early you know early uh, finish uh, and I can get better money Maybe sometimes I'll do that But for, more, for the most part I just bet wins losses And I like to bet on underdogs I think, you know, like Whoa, this dude's actually Got a chance to win And Paul Craig was like It's like when Derek Lewis Fought uh, Dawkins. I picked Dawkins to win That fucking fight Mostly because I thought I didn't even check the odds I was like He's gotta be a massive underdog And then it turned out Derek Lewis was A motherfucking underdog I was like Take my motherfucking money 20-20 I got this 20-20 On that shit easy Derek Lewis at plus money anytime I'll take that shit I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck um, so dope ass card we got uh, we got uh, Dawkus versus Blades I told y'all last week about this I was leaning versus uh, you know Blades a lot of unknowns about Dawkus the same things we don't know about Aspinall you know uh, I haven't seen this guy's ground game I haven't seen him defend uh, Dawkus defend a, a takedown I haven't seen if he can get back to his feet Simmer down, young man. Simmer down. <laughs> um, you know, what is he going to look like in the second, third round? I don't know. He's had one fight I've seen go into the second round uh, against that Shamil. Uh, that homie got knocked the fuck out by Pavlovich, too. I told you about Pavlovich. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but he's a black belt in jujitsu, and his brother Kyle is really good on the ground. Uh, him and Brendan Allen, great fight. Um... But he's a black belt. Now, I know not all black belts are created equal, not even close. Uh, but it's gotta be, you know, you got a guy, you know, sometimes Blades, you know, is just there to just get the win and get the fuck out of there. And you gotta curse Blades that sometimes shows up and can just destroy you with elbows from the top and, and, and smash you. He's got all the ability to smash the fuck out of you from the top position, but he doesn't have subs. He doesn't really go for submissions. I think if Dacus gets taken down, especially early he can survive get back to his feet maybe at least not get you know pounded out and then on the feet i'm thinking man he's gonna have a, a speed advantage he's gonna have a, the output advantage on him you know if he can just stay on his feet a little bit he's probably he, he's got a good chance he's plus like 250 240 something like that right now i mean that's i mean as far as the bets go i'm at i'm definitely putting the the, the fucking ten dollars on on fucking Docus. i mean that's got to be a maybe even a 20 maybe even the 20 20 the full 20 The full Andy Jackson. We put the whole Andy Jackson on that shit. Motherfuck, maybe. I mean, a plus 240, plus 250, wherever you're sitting at. That's how you turn a Jackson into a Grant, just like that. That's that range right there, that plus 260, plus 250 range. You You put a fucking Jackson on the table, you walk away with a fucking Ulysses S. Grant. That's how you do it, turning Jacksons into Grants. That's always that. I love that plus 250. plus Simmer down, young man. You over here singing Thomas the train, my man now you you got the little man there you over here cussing like it. it is what it is. this is real life. won't hide this shit you gonna see this in real life, man, I'm teach him how to use words, not be afraid of them you know what I mean uh but that that plus two sixty fifty. 240 range that's that's a fucking golden range because you can get in that range there's a lot of fighters that have real solid chances to win and you could turn you you turn 20 into a 50 real fucking quick in that around that range uh so that's how i fucking go with it um so i'm gonna switch my pick on this i've kind of yeah I, I last week i said uh uh i said blades tko round four something like that and i put it on wax i'm taking it off wax now now we busting out the yankee candles and the and and the fucking big lighter we putting on wax now i'm going with darkest tko round two round three let's go two let's go two it's got to be early because i don't know if he can go you know into the third round so uh good little fight i mean two two back-to-back heavyweights they like these heavyweights uh, uh uh main events um we'll see if Dawkins is real i mean this dude left his fucking job right he left his job as a police officer you can't lose two in a row he went four and oh he's thinking shit sweet shit sweet fucking tasting golden nah homie shit's kind of actually bitter that's what De- Derek lewis showed him and two l's in a row after you quit your motherfucking day job nah we can't do that son you can't do that you got you gotta come out here you gotta crack this motherfucker's ass like the liberty bell uh, Philly native. You got, you got to come out here. I mean, it, the pressure's on uh, on Chris Dawkins, I think, just from, you know, if I was him, you know, I can't go. I can't lose two fights. I thought this was maybe a little too much for him also because uh, Blades has won five out of six. Uh, this dude's no scrub. And he, he was dominating that first round against uh, Derek Lewis. Uh, he was boxing him up. You're like, holy oh, shit. And then he got lazy with his takedown, and that's what worries me about this one. He comes out in the second round, bends over at the waist and tries to grab... You know, some lazy ass fucking takedown and he gets fucking obliterated with an uppercut. Uh, Yuan Wood versus Alexa Grasso. This should be Grasso all day, all motherfucking night. Crispy fucking hands, some of the best boxing in women's uh MMA. She's susceptible to uh uh she's only lost to uh wrestlers, really good grapplers, uh Carla Sparza, Tatiana Suarez, uh Felice Herrick back in the day, she was a tough uh little um little wrestler. Um, I think that's her only three losses in the UFC. I can't remember. Listen, but she loses to, to grapplers. Joanne Woods isn't going to out her, isn't going to take her to the ground. Hand for hand, those dainty little Yoann Woods punches and, and little snap kicks aren't going to get it done. Uh, I think uh, Alexa Grasso. now this is one of those ones, this is late. I think, you know, you could get a late TKO. It's probably a lot of money. I think you can get that good solid plus money on that. I think they're favoring a, a decision, which is most likely. But I think you could, might be able to pull off Alexa Grasso a late TKO. Give me Alexa Grasso. Give me a decision, though. Uh, Matt Brown, Barbarena, who the fuck knows? Flip a coin on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a dope, uh, you know, it's just an old school scrap. Two veterans. I mean, the combined, they have over like 40 UFC fights. Matt Brown, this is like his 28th, 29th fight. Barbarena, I think his 14th, 15th fight, 14th fight, I think. Uh, this is a toss up. I, I have no fucking dude. I'll say, you know, Matt Brown's chin is a little suspect nowadays, his hand speed is d- diminished greatly um but and and barbarena you know he's very hittable guy but i think he's a little more fluid with his punches still has a little more pop on his punches though he's quicker um nasty with that inside calf kick that inside calf kick is a motherfucker throwing it from the southpaw stance against an orthodox fighter it's rare to see that inside low calf kick because that's shin to shin waiting to happen you look at your shin bone feel your shin bone it's angled inwards a little bit like this so when you throw that inside leg is why you don't see it very often you got a more chance of landing shin to shin and fucking your own self up in fact uh what's his name uh jim miller when he first he's like a lot of people credit him as being one of the first people in the ufc to throw the low calf kick and i think he was throwing the low inside calf kick and he said he fucked up his own leg and never threw him again Cause he fucked his own shit up. That's what happens. That's why back in the day we didn't even fuck with those low calf kicks. You you went too low. That you were like instructed not to throw that low because you would fuck your own shit up. And, and but now it's the it's the it's the greatest thing ever. But I'm just gonna give Barbarina slight advantage on this one. Uh, hand speed overall. Simmer down, youngster. Talking PJ Mass over there, dude. <laughs> uh... I yeah, I got the PJ Masks on for him right now. He sees a little wolfie's, starts howling and shit. I'm almost done, dude. I'm almost done. We do this shit live, you know. Life life you know, doesn't stop for nobody. Um. Give me uh, Barbara uh decision. Askar Askarov versus Kai Kara France. Give me Askar Askarov. Give me give me a decision maybe a late choke uh Kaikara France you know big big massive underdog I mean he has the hand speed he has you know the combination he has the power at this weight class you know you saw what he did to uh, Cody Garbrandt uh that Bontarine fight kind of worried me a little bit he got his back taken got taken down early in that fight and you know but actually he survived he survived and bontarine has got excellent ground game especially when he has the back um and 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 France was able to survive that and then blasted him out of there um, so he definitely has that, but Askarov is this this dude's like world champion, you know, caliber. Like you could make an argument that he should be fighting for the title next. He just doesn't fight enough. He's only had four fights in the UFC three three oh and one his, he had a draw his his debut against uh Moreno. Um they just announced Davidson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno four. I can go with it. I mean, you know, um a draw and then each took one. Yeah, you gotta do this um close fight in the last one too um i thought frigoredo did did win that fight though uh give me Askarov off though I, this dude you know he's got he's got those umar Namagomedov teeth. kicks he's a right-handed southpaw predominantly right hand when he switches to his orthodox stance you know he's throwing a right hand you know he's throwing, throwing a right uh round kick uh very very good with his right hand um sleeper striking he doesn't have fluid combination striking he's one one two striker um but he's looking for that takedown. If he gets Car France on the ground, you know, Car France could do enough to survive, but he's going to get dominated in top control, I think. Give me a decision. Give me a decision. Maybe late rear naked choke for Askarov, Askarov maybe in like round three. Alir uh, Il- 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 Latifi versus Alexio Olenek. Olenek's a, 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 a Missy Elliott one-minute man. He, I mean, he's, he's in the fucking video. Uh, he's got to be. I mean, this motherfucker, I mean, he's got one minute of fucking fury to get that fucking Ezekiel choke. If you don't get it, it's over. Give me a little Latifi TKO round two. Mark D- Dikesi versus Vyacheslav Borshev. Uh, this dude's a little nasty motherfucker. Body shots like a motherfucker. Heavy output. I think this is only his second UFC fight. He's coming from the Contender Series. Uh, you know, Overwhelms people. Got into some shady shit in his first fight. Uh, looked like he might get finished early and then came back. Mark D'Casey's got, you know, he's like a, a lot like Hakeem would do, I think. That kind of style. Fast, long striking, but ones, one twos, not really a, a, more of a combination striker. Good kicks. Um, kickboxing mostly this is going to be come down to output i think um i think this is a good fight for viashalev uh to see what he's got i don't think he can fit you know can he look mark the casey late at plus 140 if he can survive in the third round i think he's going to have a real good chance to come back and win the fight late uh but give me volasha uh have uh, um maybe win one rounds one and two and hold on late give me a decision give me a decision Borshaw uh borshev i just named fucking kill me man what do you want from me uh neil Magny versus max griffin i mean these dudes are the same fucking dude these are the same motherfuckers you ain't fooling me with this shit this this is like you know you and your homie both select scorpion playing uh, mortal kombat one of you's the red uh, orange scorpion one's one's the yellow scorpion This is a red scorpion versus yellow scorpion. They're the same dude. They got like the same dimensions. I don't know that for a fact. I, I, you know, it just looks like it. Uh, I don't know the actual measurements. Long kickboxers, very similar styles on the feet. Solid grapplers, you know, especially from the top position. Not so much from the bottom position. You saw Neil Magny get dominated by uh, Neil Magny. Decision. Give me Neil Magny decision. I think he can do just enough. Man, he knocked this camera off again. Uh, Sarah McMahon versus uh, uh, Carol Rosa. Uh, McMahon I mean, I-, I thought she was championship m- m- material back in the day. I can't, uh, you know, I thought she was going to be the first, one of the first. I can't remember if she fought uh, Ronda Rousey before. I think she did before sh- before. Uh, fuck it, I forget all their names. I- I'm high. The girl that got thrown over on her head in 13 seconds from San Diego. Yeah, you know I mean. I thought she was for sure gonna win. I just saw her. She was gonna fight in in uh, Bellator, but her fight again, you know, got canceled. Anyways, uh, Sarah M- McMahon's probably one of those people who, who could have been a champion, but just never got it put together. I mean, you know, Olympic wrestler type type of person that just never put it all together in the UFC. Give me Sarah Ro- Carol Rosa decision. Chris Gutierrez, uh, Dana Batagarel. Don't miss this fight. This is gonna be a sick ass little stand up fight. Uh, batagarelle's a nasty motherfucker undercover nasty motherfucker gutierrez nasty with the leg kicks doesn't let his hands go enough he can be outworked that's what worries me about him is his output his output gets him into trouble he, fi- he finds himself losing rounds that he really shouldn't be losing if he was just a little more active he'd win gimme give gimme give Dena- is he pl- no they got denied uh, d- listen he's a favorite okay they're not sleeping on Bata Dena- batagarelle give me him decision aliab shab kinshared versus abdus magomedov i forget who uh aliaskabs who his original opponent was and we have uh abus uh magomedov i haven't seen him fight uh i forget you know so uh give me Ali aliaskab Ali i don't know i'm just going you know uh fucking tko round two i haven't seen the other guy fight i'm picking blind on this shit i'm i'm picking stevie wonder on this one uh, Jennifer Maya versus Manon Fiora. I think Manon Fiora's a bad motherfucker. I think she's championship material. She's a Holly Holm, uh, uh, Michelle Watterson, like mix. Uh, crazy handspeed, um, you know, karate kind of style. You know, got trip takedowns. You know, I don't know what she looks like from her back. Jennifer Maya's going to have to get this fight to the ground. Um, she's okay kickboxer, decent kickboxer, you know, par for the course kickboxer, but she don't want to stand with Manon Fiora. Um I think that she's tough enough to get to the decision though. Give me Man and Fiori, uh decision. Uh Matheus Matias uh, versus David Viorak. This is a nice little scrap right here. Nice little kickboxing scrap right here. Give me Dvorak decision. Uh Luis Saldana versus Bruno Salza. This is a dope little fight. Uh I'm gonna go with Luis Saldana. Give me a decision um this dude bruno sauzas kind of got a weird style but luis saldana he slows down you know he comes out he looks like you know he's picking he, he's sticking and moving you know uh, uh he looks slick as hell from the outside with long kicks and strikes and then all of a sudden he slows down i think he lost his last fight um give me luis saldana give me a decision on that shit so there you have it i was gonna go i was gonna go you know into in you know more NFL free agency. Maybe I'll come back. I'll come back early next week and, 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 and lay some of this shit down. Um, you no, know, Greg, you know, Randy Gregory asked. Oh, I got some more. I got round two for Gregory. I got, I got round two. Zion's out here doing dunks after saying that he's not going to play. I told y'all, if you go back into the podcast, it's on Wax. I told y'all early on in the year that, that Zion wasn't going to play. I told y'all that. So now they're saying, you know, would, would, they should have drafted Ja Morant. And it's easy to say that now right when when Zion was playing though last year, you know sixty one percent field goal percentage because he's dunking all the goddamn time, uh, averaging like twenty eight twenty nine points a game, he's a motherfucker when he's in there, I take him when he's actually playing and, and at his best, I take him over Morant, obviously he doesn't play enough he's missed over hundred and fifty some games, already missed all of this year. obviously, I would rather have uh, Morant when that's the case, but hopefully we're praying that hopefully he resigns. And he becomes like an Embiid. Remember, Embiid's first three years, he didn't play very much. He had all sorts of issues. think he had foot issues, knee issues. He had all sorts of problems. He barely played. Uh, and then he got, he got on that court and he, and he figured it out. And maybe it was him just taking shit more seriously. I don't know. Maybe that's what Zion needs to do. But he came out and he was doing a behind uh, uh, between-the-legs dunk off of the glass yesterday. And I was like, okay, well, get this motherfucker in shape. Make sure he doesn't miss a single game. Make sure he's ready to go day one next year. Um but what, what can I say? Yeah, at this point, would I take uh, uh, knowing what I know right now, Yeah, I probably would take John Moran for sure. And even when it came down to those last two, I was fine when those last two little golf balls, little 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 balls were bunching around in that lotto machine, I couldn't believe the Pelicans were still there. So I was like, we're getting John Moran because there's no way we're going to end up with, with Zion Williamson. No fucking way do I got that kind of luck. Cause it happened to us when we had AD. That's how we got AD. I was like, we're not gonna have that twice in a lifetime. And I was like, ja Morant, I'm fine with that. I thought that was a, a two-man draft. I thought those were the only two motherfuckers worth of goddamn that were like life-changing in that draft. I can't remember who's in that draft. I have to go back and look. Um, but uh, you know, we ended up with Zion. And you know, it's I'm not I'm not giving up on Zion. This isn't me giving up on Zion. If he gets out there you know hopefully he resigns and wants to be a part of this shit because cj McCollum, brandon ingram zion williamson Valachunas, come on man come on man uh, uh jackson hayes is a little motherfucker i mean you know they they got some good role players i mean this is a solid little team they just gotta learn how to win down the stretch man they just blew one to the hawks the other night that would have put them in the ninth seat um so that's it hey listen i gotta get the fuck up out of here this is the whiskey sick podcast episode number 153 triple champ me and him gonna go hit some pads right now he's he's fucking wilding out he needs to he needs to fucking go uh handle some business so i'm gonna get the fuck up out of here hopefully i'll see y'all next week uh there's no fight so maybe i'll just come on here and do some miscellaneous shit talking maybe we will we'll maybe we do a a a a bro politics cast for y'all and you can get a little taste of that shit uh um I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 153. All up in your ass. Seth Gekko, a.k.a. Moody Motherfucking Hate. And I'm out. Motherfucker. Ether. That shit that make your soul burn slow.